If you wouldn't mind turning in your Bibles to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to look at, um, starting at verse 13, we're going to look through uh, verse 16, 13 through 16 today. But as you're turning there, um, we talked two weeks ago about how God has given gifts to believers, to each one of them. If you're a believer in Christ, if you're in Christ, then you've been given gifts we talked about. And last week we saw how God has also given people, leaders, as gifts to the church and that they're called to do what? Those leaders are called to what? To equip the saints to do the work of ministry. To equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Does that mean that that the, the pastors, the leaders, don't serve? That the others serve and they don't? No, not at all. Remember, we talked about that, that word pastor means shepherd. And so you wouldn't be a good pastor if you weren't serving. I wouldn't be a good pastor. I won't be a good pastor if I neglect to serve. So the pastors are equipping and the people are serving and using the wonderful gifts that God has given them. We talked about how each of us are called to do the part that that God has equipped us to do. Before we get into this week, I want to I want to share with you. Um, Friday and Saturday, Sean and I were at a conference, um, a training for for biblical counseling, and and one of the speakers there, Stuart Scott, is phenomenal. Um, but as he is he he spoke on on Friday evening, and then he spoke again a, a few times on Saturday. The second time he spoke, as he was uh, speaking, he thanked the person who had spoken before him for filling in for him. He was supposed to speak the first session. Um, but he said, you know, I've had to rearrange my schedule a little bit. I have to get to bed earlier. I have to get up and not get to it a little uh, as early because I had a heart attack seven weeks ago. And so we're like, okay, this dude just had a heart attack seven weeks ago. And last night, God used him in an incredible way in our lives. And he's about to speak like three back-to-back sessions to us and, and, and just amazing. And then he begins to talk. And he's sharing with us about his family, and he tells us that his youngest brother committed suicide last week. And you could just hear in the room just hundreds of people just, ah, oh, the weight of, you could see it on his face, the emotion. And, 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 and here's, here's the only reason I share that with you. God used him in such an amazing way as he used his gifts yesterday. For me, for Shauna, for hundreds of other people. And, and the reason I share that is I know, I know there may be some of you who internally are going through way worse maybe than he was yesterday. Maybe worse than what he's been going through this week. Maybe you're just going through a turmoil inside that is terrible. That doesn't mean that God cannot and will not use you if you will just come to him, submit to him, give yourselves to him and be used and and let him empower you to use the gifts that he's given you to use. I I was so encouraged by that thought of here's a guy who's who's obviously in some ways broken. This is his brother, his younger brother. And he's hurting from, from the healing of, of going through this, this heart attack, which is difficult. And God used him. And, and so as we go through difficulties and turmoils and trials, we can't let those things pull us or, or disengage us from the body of Christ. 
we're part of a body here. I, I love that, that we just were able to take communion together. That's us as the body of Christ. I love that we sing together. That's us as the body of Christ. I used to get hung up on, even as a worship leader, coming before the Lord and, and, and coming before people to lead them in worship. And in mentally, as I'm, as I'm, as I'm singing, I'm trying to, to disengage from the body. This is supposed to be me and you, Lord, and I don't want to be distracted. And so I'm trying to have this like box, this invisible box around me so that I can just look up and it's just me and you, Lord. It's me and you, Lord. That's not what we're supposed to do here. We're the body of Christ coming together, lifting our voices together. Now, yes, is there, is there an aspect of I need to be right with the Lord and I need to be worshiping the Lord individually? And Yes, absolutely. But we're the body of Christ. And as this body comes together and we lift our voices, as we come together and we take communion, remembering, remembering what he did for us. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. That was a lot longer side note than what I have in this one sentence right here. Okay. So we see that. We see that, that he's given us gifts. We see that he's, 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 he's called us to use those gifts. Last week we talked about when, 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 the, when the body is equipped and, and each one of them is, is doing the work of ministry, using the gifts that God has given to them. Then what happens? The body is built up. And that's the aim there we, t- we saw. The aim of it is that the body is for the building up of the body of Christ, it says. And so today we're going to look further into that, starting with, with verse 13. And what does it look like when the, when, when the building of the body is happening? And in verse 13, if you'll stand, uh, I'm going to read from there through 16. I'm going to give us that sentence or that phrase ahead of that. For the building up of the body... Of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the whole or makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. We pray, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the body of Christ. I praise you for it. I thank you for the potential that what could happen here if we just obeyed and let you work through us the way that you show us here in these few verses. I pray that your spirit would move and do that work. In Christ's name, amen. Go ahead and have a seat. So here we have in verse 13, it says, For the building up of the body of Christ until... We all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Those two things there, unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's kind of a directional thing. We've got 
the body working, being equipped and working, doing the work of ministry. And, and, and that goes in the direction of building up of the body of Christ. And then we still have this directional thing until this is what we're going towards. And this is what's happening as we work together the way God has equipped and called us to do. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Let's look at those two things. Okay, We're called to be unified as the body in the faith. Unity of the faith. That word uh, is the same that's used in verse 5 where it says there is one faith. In chapter 4, verse 5, there's one faith. It's, it's the gospel. It's what we talked about where Jude says it's what was once for all delivered to the saints. The faith, the gospel, what we stand on. And what Paul says is, is, is the body is being built up. We want the body to be built up until we attain to the unity, unity of the faith. That word unity is key because we're talking about the body here, not just individuals, not just a few good Christians who are working this out in a good way. And look at look how good this person is doing. Look how good this person is doing. No, this is unity in this. This is a picture of what the body is supposed to do. The whole body. Every single part of it is to be growing up into this unity of the faith. Unity of the gospel. Unity of what was once for all delivered to the saints. Unity of the faith. Unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. So as individuals serve one another using the gifts given to them by God, the body's built up and we begin to be more and more unified on the essential, which is the gospel. We should be unified in the faith and the gospel. What is the gospel? What is the gospel? We can look at Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 for a great answer to that. That's why we, we keep saying that it, it's just so important that we know Ephesians 1, 2, and 3. And we know, we know that we cannot do Ephesians 4. We cannot do Ephesians 5. We cannot do Ephesians 6. At least we can't do it for real. We can, we can go through these messages. We could go through today's message. We can go through the next week's message, the next month's message, and, and on and on. Make it through Ephesians 4, 5, and 6. And we can, we can apply the outward things that are talked about in Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, but it's just going to die. It's like going out to a dead tree and taping oranges on it. Eventually, they're just going to fall off. They don't have life. And, and the gospel is what's empowering us. And so Ephesians 1, 2, and 3 are, are, are pertinent to us living out Ephesians 4, 5, and 6. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. Paul also says that we'll grow in unity in the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, who's the focus on on these two things? Unity of the faith, unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. Who's the focus on here? It's Jesus. In all of this, the focus is on Christ. The focus is on Jesus, not on us and what we're doing. The focus is upward to Jesus. He says we'll grow in the unity of the faith. He says we'll grow in the unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. He, Paul says of himself, this, this prayer for himself in Philippians 3, verses 8 through 12. He says, indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing 
worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. The surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. I want to know God. And notice he doesn't say, I have arrived. I did it. I made it. Done. No, this is my aim. This is my goal. This is what I'm going towards. And as the body of Christ, that has to be our direction. That has to be our aim. We ought to be growing in the knowledge of the Son of God. We ought to be growing in the unity of our faith or of the faith and unity of the knowledge of the Son of God. So as we're equipped and as we serve, we do it with our hearts and our eyes gazing on the object of that faith, which is Jesus. That's where the focus is here. It's not on us. It's not on us working it out. It, it, it's, it's looking at Christ, Ephesians 1, 2, and 3, which enables us to grow in unity, both of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To, he says, the measure, or to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So until we all attain to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. What is mature manhood? When we're talking about this spiritually speaking here, what is mature manhood? Well, he tells us right there to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that they equal each other. Christ is the mature man. He's the full grown man. Some of your versions may say full grown man. He's the full grown man. He's the aim. He's what we're trying to become like who we're trying to become like. It's his likeness that we want in ourselves in the body. And so he says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to Christ-likeness. And here's the thing, we have the mature man, we have the full-grown man in us. And so if we're tempted to read this and say, "Mm, not possible, not true, we have him working in us. We having him moving, that's sanctification. That's him moving us closer and closer and closer and closer and working in us, working in us, working in us, the image of himself. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. As the, as the body is built up, the aim is unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. And the aim of that is maturity, mature manhood. 
which is the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And remember, we're, we're talking about the body here. This is the body that we're talking about. And, and not to say that growth in individuals isn't important. It's absolutely important. Growth in individuals brings us all up together. And so we want individuals to be growing so that the body can be unified in those things. But we're talking here a picture of the body. And the point is that, that Christ is the head. He says that in the next couple of verses here. Christ is the head. So picture this, okay? We're picturing, if, if we can, okay? Just picture a body. And what Scripture tells us is Christ is the head of the body. And the church is the body. And we're supposed to grow up as the body of Christ. Here's the head, fully grown, fully mature. It's Christ. And we're called to be his body and to grow up to that fullness. In fact, I, I have a picture up here, okay? Okay, there is nothing good. Okay? This is bad. All right? If you don't know what that is, it's a mistake. It's, this is Judas' body. My head, okay? It's not supposed to look like that. If Judah crawled around on the floor like that, people would cry. <laughs> right? It's not right. Okay? Take it off of there. But the, the point is this. We have Christ who is the full-grown man, and he's the head of the body. And too often, we're going to get to this in the next verse, too often what happens is we have the body of Christ, okay? And say, here we are, the body of Christ. We have these, these body of, this body of Christ represented in the church, and so often it never grows. And so you've got the body of Christ, which is called to represent Christ to the world, that just looks like an infant. It doesn't know the gospel. It isn't unified in the knowledge of the Son of God isn't unified in the faith. Not doing what, the, what, what God has called and equipped them to do. Gifting them, gifting them. Gifts are good things. Gifting them and, and calling them to, to, to serve each other and to use those gifts so that the bodies build up. And when that happens, as, as, as we obey Christ in this, as we obey the word in this, then, then as the bodies build up, we begin to grow into the head, which is Christ. And we begin to look more and more and more like the Son of God. So that as the world looks at the body, they see Christ. The focus we talked about in that verse is Christ. And that's what we want other people's focus when they see us. We're in this day when, when the focus on the church is just how we're doing it wrong. And that focus is coming from us. Book after book after book on why, how the church is wrong and bad and failed. And it's not going to keep going, guys. Jesus was wrong, I guess. And the focus from the world and the focus even in the church sometimes is, is, is just the mistakes of the church and the badness of the church and how we're failing and failing and failing. How about if we want the the attention to be on Christ instead of us? How about if we serve him and do what he's called us to do so that we grow up and build ourselves up so that the attention isn't us, it's Jesus, the head of the church. 
He's the mature man. We're called to represent him better than this infant body on a big head. We want to be fully grown. Why? Verse 14. Look what it says here. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. We have so many parts of the body that are often still so immature and content with that. And then what happens is this picture that Paul gives us here where it's like this little boat in this, in this big storm where the waves are, are bigger than the boat and it's just being tossed about. No control, no direction, just tossed to and fro, back and forth, or, or like leaves or chaff in the wind. And when winds come, it's just blown here and there and here and there. That's, that's what we're like when we stay as children in the body. And then someone will write a book and, and call it something like the Da Vinci Code. And then the church freaks out. <gasps> oh no, I didn't know this. I didn't know Jesus was married. What in the world am I going to do now? I can't believe this anymore. What? And it's like these people freaking out because... Someone writes this book and and they're not strong enough in the word of God to say. That's fiction. This is the word of God. And my faith comes from this, not from anything that comes from the outside. It's from you, God. We have these little children. I'm going to ask. I think Sean is back there with you to come on up here for a second. Look at that, dude. Hi, buddy. See, here's what happens sometimes. Come here, bud. Hi, dude. So sometimes what happens is someone will come to know Christ. It's a wonderful thing, and it's, it's, it's not cute like he is, but it's awesome. It's a great, great, great thing. But then what happens is they become content. Job complete. Done. And so they'll continue to go through the body of Christ looking like this. Now, this is very cute when it's my son. But it's not cute at all in the body of Christ. It's not okay. In fact, if Judah never grew more than this. Now, I tell him maybe daily, don't grow so fast. Like, stop growing. I'll whisper that to him. You've got to slow down. This is last one. Take it easy. We don't want it going that fast, that quick. You're growing so fast. I tell him that all the time. I don't mean that, right? I don't mean that. If he stopped growing, something would be wrong, right? No one would doubt that. Something would be wrong. Yeah. Want to go see Mama? Something would be wrong if he stopped growing. And everyone would know that. If, if, if I introduced Judah to someone and said, you know, they're like, was he like a year or like 14? No, he's 12. 
10 or 12 years ago. I mean, people would be like, for real? You're lying. But in the church, we don't seem to care about that. When did you come to know the Lord? Like a year ago or like, like last month? No, I was born in a Christian family. I accepted the Lord when I was young. Like 30 years now. 30 years? We don't even think about that. It's not okay if we're not growing. We have to do pretty much everything for Judah. We have to carry him still. We, he feeds himself some. He doesn't change his own diapers. And yet in the church, we'll come to know the Lord and we're content with that. Change my diapers. Change my spiritual diapers for the rest of my life. But, but it goes further. Come up here, Alden. Go and put that down. So here's Alden, right? Now, Alden's different. He's, I can't believe, like, I think about him when he was him. And he's growing. And he does a lot on his own now. He probably, I mean, he would tell you he'd like to do everything on his own. And he, I, I would believe he probably could, except for the whole money and paying for things. I mean, he's growing and he's maturing and, 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 and he's, he's doing great. But guess what? It wouldn't be normal for him to stop growing now. He's still got to keep growing. There's still maturity. There's still things that he has to learn. There's things that he has to grow in. There's things that he has to apply himself. He's not done growing. Just because he can do so many things and does so well in school. And, and, and he's not done. He's got to grow. Go ahead, buddy. He's still got to grow. And, and in the same way, some of us even will we'll get to a certain point. Well, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm, I've been a Christian long enough and I've studied the Bible long enough. I could be a small group leader now. Which is great. But it's not Jesus. We've got to keep growing. 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 We need to grow, and, and the way the body grows, it tells us here, it's by using the gifts given to us by God, serving each other. And as that happens, it's this beautiful picture of how the, the body is built up. And as it's built up, we keep building up, we keep building up until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we're not... Tossed to and fro anymore. By the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. That, that, you see where it says there, human cunning, that's trickery. Craftiness is, is when someone cleverly manipulates an error to make it look like the truth. And what God has designed us to be like is to grow up and to mature in a way that even when men or the schemes of the devil come in and try to trick us, 
or manipulate us, we're grounded. We're grounded. We're mature. That's the aim. That's the desire. That's the direction. Rather, he says in verse 15, instead of that, we don't want to be that. We don't want to be children. We don't want to be tossed to and fro. We shouldn't be that. We don't want to be led astray, carried about by every wind of doctrine. We want the truth. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. Beautiful. From whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Rather speaking the truth in love. Literally that's truthing love. Rather being tossed to and fro and back and forth. And someone says, hey, did you know that this is true? Oh, really? I'll just put that in my, my bag with Jesus and, and go over here. And, and hey, did you know I heard this is true too? Oh, really? I'll just put that in my bag with Jesus. And instead of just going along and just believing everything, we're to grow up and mature. And, and in the process of that, instead of being like that, he says, truth, love. Truthing Love, he says, speak the truth in love. We're not talking about love that tiptoes around the truth here. We're speaking the truth in love. This is such a wonderful part of the body. When it's functioning the right way, when it's working the right way, this is such a wonderful thing that happens and should happen in the body of Christ. Do you love Christ enough? Do you love your neighbor here? Do you love the the, the other parts of the body here that you're joined together with? Do you love them enough to speak the truth, to confront, to walk with someone through difficulty in love and truth, to walk through someone in their sin in love and truth? Truthing love. And what is the truth? God's word is truth. That's it's the gospel. We should, be, we should be speaking the gospel in love to each other. We should be speaking the gospel in love to ourselves over and over and over and over and over again. We should be truthing in love, we should be just continuing to, to speak the gospel to each other. And as, as, just picture it as my, my body is right here, okay? And so I have these joints that hold each of the parts together. And if my, my, my arm is hurting, then the other parts of the body surrounding that arm, if we're the body of Christ, should be doing something about it. Truth, love to that arm. Speak the truth and love to that arm. Give the gospel. Give the gospel. Give the gospel. Help the arm. Walk with the arm. Walk with the leg when it's hurting or, or sick or just sad or just weak or whatever it is. Speak the truth in love. Are we will, do we love enough to do that? Do we love enough to truth love? 
We're, we're to grow up in every way, he says. In every way. Into him who is the head. It's that, it's that picture. Christ is the head. And, and we want to be the fullness of his body. And again, this is not being a great church. It's being Christ to the world. It's being Christ to each other. So that when others look at our body as we look at our body, we, we have to look upward and see Christ. That's just what we get out of it. We just see Jesus as we gather together. Because he's the head. It's, it's all him. We're to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint. That's you, okay? That's the parts. That's the different parts. Michael said at the end of the service last week about the, how each one, reminding us that each one of us have a gift. We're joints. And, and it's Christ that's holding us all together, holding us together. That is beautiful. If you ever get a book or read a book or anything that says that the church is, is going to die out and it's just going to be done and gone, throw it away. Christ is holding us together. And he's really good at that. But, but we get this picture of how we're supposed to grow up in every way into him, into Christ. He's the head and he's holding the whole body, the whole body together. And every joint, every joint with which it is equipped. So you've been given gifts and you've been given responsibility as a part of this body. Christ is holding us together. But if this side of the body is refusing to do what Christ has gifted and called them to do, it's not going to function right. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. I love this picture from this, from this whole thing, from verse uh, 1 all the way through 16. But this picture of how Christ has gifted and he calls the, the individuals of the body to be working and doing their parts. And he's given people to lead the churches and to equip the saints so that they can do the work of the ministry. And as, and as the, the joints are working together, it builds up the body. And, and as it builds up, then we do that until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. To mature manhood. manhood. And, and so there's this growing and growing and growing and growing. And we want to look like Christ. We want to grow up into Christ. And we're not kids anymore. We're not children anymore. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing. And people aren't looking at us. They're looking at Jesus. They're seeing Jesus. And they're seeing this body that's completely radically different than anything they've ever seen before. People who are diverse and different and, and from different backgrounds and living places and they're coming together and they're serving each other they're loving each other and they're they're using these gifts together and and as they do that it just seems like they're built up more like jesus and it becomes cyclical because as you see it's the body is built up and then he goes through this process until we all attain to the unity of the faith to mature manhood to the measure of christ we speak the truth in love to each other and we grow up more in every way into him who is the head and what does that do it causes us to build, it, it, it builds itself up again in love. 
And so the body is built up. And as we do what we're called to do, it just continues to build itself up in love, empowered by Christ, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Let me give you this picture real quick, and then I'm going to read you a quote from MacArthur. But um, I'm going to need your help, okay? We don't do this a lot. We don't stand up during sermons, all right? We're going to, all right? So I need these two sections right here. I want you to just make a circle real quick. Just hold hands, all right? Hold hands around this. I hope there's enough for you to do this. I think there is. You might have to spread out, but just hold hands around this, okay? And just look, and you'll get the picture while you're standing in the circle too, okay? But this picture of the body of Christ and how we're each supposed to be working together and we're joints. Okay, spread out, spread out. You're clumped together right there. Don't be afraid. Look at that. See? See? See what I mean? You were disobedient to the word. And then you became, look, how you connected together. No, it's this picture, right, of how we're supposed to be connected together, serving, working together. And if we're all working and connected together, the joints of the body, then we become a picture, a better picture of what Christ is like. But too often, this is what happens, okay? Uh, Jared and Pete and Michael and Scott and Kevin and Tom and Travis, just sit down. All right? Go sit down. See, this is what, this is actually pretty good. To be honest, this is a pretty good church right here still, right? This is actually pretty good for a church because honestly, what normally happens is I have to say these ones that are sitting down are the ones that are connected and working together and everyone else is the ones that, what happens is we have people who are sitting out of it. And the body's not connected. And there's things here, and there's things here, and there's things here, and there's things here, and there's things here that God has equipped certain people to fill and do, and they're not getting done. And the body's not working properly. And if the body's not working properly, it's not going to build itself up more and more in love. Go ahead and sit down, everybody, okay? Guys, I want you to have this picture because it is it is terribly easy to be sitting here not plugged in hearing a passage like this and being okay with it god is calling you to be a part of the body and you being or not being a part of the body affects affects the growth and the maturity of the body of Christ. It affects it. It makes a difference because God has equipped you with something that the body needs. He's, he's all wise. He, he knows exactly what Cornerstone needs, exactly what it needs. And he's gifted the people that come to Cornerstone in such a way for us to work together, to serve together, to love together, to live together so that he is glorified, so that he's the focus, so that we're being built up together into the fullness and the fullness of him and into the likeness of him. John MacArthur says this, the sum of all that these truths affirm is that every individual believer is to stay close to Jesus Christ 
faithfully using his spiritual gift in close contact with every believer he touches. And that through such commitment and ministry, the Lord's power will flow for the building up of the body in love. Let me pray. Father, I pray that that would be true of Cornerstone here. I thank you so much for this body. I thank you so much for, for what you're doing here. And, and I know you are working. And I'm, I'm grateful, Lord. I pray, Lord, I pray that each one of us would so want, so want to be a part of, of this. And you know my heart as I've, as I've prayed through this and, and thought through this, Lord, with you. I, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be a part of, of what you lay out in this passage that's every part working and every part serving you, Lord, as they do what you've equipped them to do, God, what an amazing, amazing thing for us to be a part of. I pray for that, God. I pray for that. I know, I know that there is nothing that this sermon that I have preached can do to to make that happen. It takes you. You made us alive. Your spirit is powerful. I pray that you would move and work and that not through my words, God, through through these words that we've just read, Lord, through the words of of the scripture that, that tell us what to do, that we would be obedient. I pray that your spirit would work in those who, who may not be connected yet. And for those of us who are even, Lord, that we would want to be more connected to the body. That you would just give us a sense as we look at your word and see how Amazing this passage is and amazing the the picture and the fruit and the results. Lord, that we would just get a sense in us of how unbelievably good it would be and joyful it would be to be a part of a body that's functioning like that. I pray for that, Lord. Not for our glory, not for us to be able to pat ourselves on the back, Lord. Jesus, because you reign. Because you're our head. And we want to we present you to each other. We want to present you to the world in a way that is pleasing to you, in a way that you've called us to, Lord, and you have here. And so we pray for your help and guidance and and faith, Lord. We love you and we praise you. I thank you so much for these people who are sitting here in front of me, God. I just, I'm overwhelmed with thankfulness and gratitude for those you have brought to this church. What an amazing blessing. and So thankful to be called a part of this body. It's a gift, Lord, and I, I'm grateful and I'm thankful that you've just given us so many loving people here. And I'm, I thank you for that. And I pray that you'd help us, that 
our love would be focused and centered on you and glorifying you and that we would do all that you have equipped and called us to do for your glory. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.